Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, back to the list that we are working on. And if you are a regular listener to the Beacon Broadcast, you know what I'm talking about. You know that as we have come to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we have come now to the second of three lists, each with nine elements, that Paul sets before the Corinthian church, and by extension sets before us, as important items to understand in order to be effective servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first was a list of trials, of sacrifices, of difficulties that servants of Christ will be called upon to face. These are things that Paul faced, and many of these things are things that we will face. Not every item on the list is going to apply to every believer, but we've got to understand these obstacles that endeavor to stop us in our service for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we saw those on a few broadcasts prior to the one we're, we're listening to now. But as Paul talked about tribulations, needs, distresses, stripes, imprisonments, tumults, labors, sleeplessness, and fastings. Those are the, all of those are things that Paul himself suffered for the cause of Christ and did so gladly, did so joyfully, did so willfully, not complaining, not whining, not saying, why me, Lord, not, why don't you stop me from these things, but from habit, from these things coming into my life, but just the opposite. He took every one of them as a badge of honor. I am, I am honored. I am blessed. I am, am thankful to be able to suffer these things for Christ. He suffered so much more for me than I have ever suffered for him, and I counted an honor to be able to suffer for his sake. Suffering now, and then reward later. First the cross, then the crown. That's the pattern in Christ's life, and that, we learn, is also the pattern in the life of God's people. But then there is a second list, and the one we're working on now, which is the qualities that we need in order to be able to overcome these obstacles, and in order to be able to be effective servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we will continue with that list on this Wednesday, February 1. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for remembering that we can only do this as we receive financial gifts from God's people. Let me read the list, beginning in verse 6. By purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. 
by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. They are the nine items that constitute what we might call the spiritual graces that are required to maintain effective Christian service. And the first one is purity, and I hunkered down on that. We've talked about that one item on the last two broadcasts, and I'm not done with it yet because this one is so critical, and it is so so challenging in the day in which we live. I'm old enough to remember a time in America when pornography was not easily accessible, and other forms of lasciviousness were not easily accessible. They were, they were always there. I'm not saying that there was ever a time in American society when these things were totally absent. Of course, they were present, but they weren't they weren't at every they weren't on every corner they weren't they they weren't there wherever you went and and wherever you turned and wherever you looked they were more hidden you had to go looking for them but that is no longer the case they come looking for you now things have changed it's just it's just the the degeneration the the lowering of the standards of morality all across our land. I was talking recently, I think with my wife, about this very thing. I said, isn't it ironic that on the one hand, we've had this strong movement, the feminist movement, that decries the objectifying of women as sexual objects. We've got to stop that. We've got to stop treating our girls that way. We've got to stop viewing women that way. And Christians rise up to say, agreed, yes, 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 let's stop. Let's let's pull this back. Let's 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 move this back. Let's 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 push this sort of thing back into the shadows at least. We know we'll never get rid of it in a sinful world, but but yes, 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 let's move things back several decades in 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 American society. We've we have we have made progress in the wrong direction, and we need to reverse it. We agree. But at the same time, that is going on. What are we seeing? We're seeing more objectifying of women. We are seeing women, young girls in society today, being taught to act sexy, to dress sexy, to to attract the attention of men, to, to get... And, and it's being taught even in the schools. I mean, here we have... We're, we're, have, we're finding... Parents are having to fight against school boards to keep schools from teaching sexual content to kindergartners. Does, does anyone not understand that these two things don't go together. On the one hand, we understand the need to stop objectifying women and stop putting all of this emphasis upon them being seen as sexual objects. And on the other hand, all we're, we're exposing our young people to more and more of this. It's, it's everywhere you turn. And not just on television, not just on the computer, it certainly is there, 
but actually being taught as part of the curriculum in our public schools, and we don't see any contradiction there? Evidently not. What is going on here? Well, what is going on here is that God is judging America. God is removing his hand of restraint. God is saying, okay, if you're going to ignore me, ignore my laws, ignore my commandments, disregard what I have said, excuse and even encourage immorality, excuse and and um, encourage adultery and, and fornication of every kind, if you're going to do that, then I'm just going to take my restraining hand off. I'm going to pull the the restraining power of my Holy Spirit from your society. I'm going to give you what you want, what your sinful heart desires. I'm going to give you what you demand, and you're going to see that when you live according to your standards rather than according to mine, it it damages everything tremendously. It lowers the educational level so that students are not are not achieving in school at the same levels that they used to now we have to keep have to keep uh, simplifying the tests and and passing people who don't who don't qualify and and lowering the standards all across the board and and justify all that but but we can see it's 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 Something's wrong. Sometimes we don't connect the dots as to see why this thing is connected with that thing and why this movement away from from, uh, sexual purity is contributing to a decline in educational levels and so forth. Some people don't see that. Some people deny that that's true. But I think most people can understand that all of these things are connected together. You can't debase a society and expect it to be focused on on the things that it ought to be focused on. It's it's distracted by all of these things that are so powerful and alluring but degrading. I read not too many weeks ago about a school, a private school, a, a rather exclusive um, private school, in a New England state where they had banned cell phones from the students in school to the howls of anguish of the students, but nevertheless, the administration stuck by their guns, and they did that. And after not too many days, even the students, everybody realized it's helping. The students are... They are they are paying attention to their classwork. They are paying attention to their studies. They are their they their grades are improving. Their comprehension is improving. Everything has improved by doing this. Now, obviously, cell phones can be a source of great impurity, and that's not all that they do. They can be distracting in other ways, but we know that's true. Texting that becomes sexting. We're all aware of that. That's going on in more and more and more um, 
places. It's just it's it's gotten to to where it used to be. I remember not too many years ago, when the the alarm went out. Parents, watch for this. You've got to got to guard against this. This is beginning to happen among young people. Don't let it happen to your children. And now it is so common that nobody even sounds the alarm anymore. It's just like we can't we can't do anything about it. It's too common. It's just part of the fabric of society. Wow. Yes, we've come a long way, baby, and it's not been in the right direction. Now, how do you fight all this? With great determination and discipline. Christians, if we are going to maintain the purity that we know God requires of us, and the Holy Spirit who indwells us has given us a desire for, we know that God demands this, but this is what our hearts desire, but we've also got our Adamic sinfulness that has not yet been eradicated, and so it's still around, in, it's still in the corners of our lives, tugging from the shadows, and we're going to have to be on guard, we are going to have to be disciplined, we are going to have to be determined in this. We're going to have to be intentional. We are going to have to say, I am not going to watch this material. I am not going to allow myself to click on these computer sites. I am not going to access these things on my phone. I am not going there because I want to please the Lord, and I want to be a good servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the first thing I need in order to be able to do that effectively is purity. 2 Corinthians 6, 6, by purity. And we are going to have to wrestle and fight and pray, and sometimes, no doubt, we're going to lose a skirmish, but we need to confess our sins, acknowledge our our failure, and go to God for help, and start the battle all over again, because that's the only way that we will be effective servants for Christ. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.